Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Try. And we have a co-host today. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Carter Banks. I uh, do all the music stuff around here. And I, I'm pleased to be back. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, tell everybody what you do. Oh, yeah, you? yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the music composer, audio engineer, uh, music guy here at uh, Timcast, so I'm writing songs and making beats and hashtag music manning guy. the music wing. Hashtag music guy. Hashtag the music, music guy. wing. Yes. I like that name. Yes. The wing that is music. Um, oddly enough, uh, partially because I was looking for music stuff, but we cover a lot of stuff involving Kanye. We cover a lot of stuff involving... There's some certain musical artists who definitely find their way into the news, uh, into pop culture news more, uh, more than others, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. Uh, we're going to talk today, we're going to talk about Kanye and the... Uh, the varying takes people have on the launch of the STEM player. We're going to talk about an article that Carter sent me about uh, the resurgence of emo rising from the ashes. Oh, yeah. uh, he's very excited about that. Uh, I have some stuff here about NFT film finance that I actually tie back into something that I found that may make Carter happy. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Billie Eilish uh, once again stopping another show. And I have my own thoughts on what that's going to lead to. Podluck's got a bunch of stuff. Do you guys want to just get right into it? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. We're just going to get right into it. Okay. So, Article one. <laughs> Article one. Why did I say that? Kanye West STEM players sales reach 1.3 million. Now, this was the first article from a few days ago. And this is kind of like, uh, have you ever seen those, um, the memes? It says uh, how it started, how it's going. Yes. It's kind of like that. Yes. So it says, after announcing Thursday that his forthcoming Donda 2 will be streaming exclusively on his branded STEM player, Kanye West, now known as Ye, uh, <laughs> He well, it always looks like ye to me. Uh, uh, says he raked in more than 1.3 million sa- in sales over the first over the past day alone. So that's just uh, that's the how it started part of the article. Uh, so uh, this was on the the date of this article lists it as. Uh, oh, actually, I'm not seeing a date here, but I, I found this article like three or four days ago. Uh, and so then you go right over here to the next one, and this is from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, BET, it says, fans upset over Donda 2's fail, that it fails to release on time. His loyal stands, see that's shade that they're throwing right there, calling them stands, threw down big, it's like, have you ever noticed how they want people to support artists, but you can't support them too much because then you're, then you're bad, yeah, yeah. as long as it's the artist they don't want you to support. Like, uh, so they, they tell you to be big fans of musicians. They become a big fan of a musician, and now yeah. people are mad at them and calling them names. Mm-hmm. It's rude. Uh, it. uh, even though the LP failed to drop on February 22nd, I do like that he wanted to release it on 2-22. Uh, Aw, like the baby chicks that are born. Apparently, yes. Yeah. Fans were shocked and surprised after they dropped major coin to listen to Kanye's Donda 2, exclusive to his platform Stem Player, and it has yet to be released. Oh, man, that meme is brutal. I saw a picture of what he released it on. It looked like some kind of smoke detector with the... <laughs> yeah. Is it a physical we, we covered yes, it the other day. I said, imagine, the, imagine being so confident in yourself that in an age where we can't even get people to carry iPods to listen to music anymore, you think you're going to have somebody carry something that looks like one of the time grenades from Gold and I, dude, what the hell? Uh, it, it looks what it looks like. It actually, it looks like one of those JBL speakers that you put in your shower. 
Uh, yeah. and, and he Fixed should oh, like, he should have put it like with the hook so you can hook it onto your oh, belt man. loop, dude. I'm like this is a thing now. Have you noticed? Have you seen the the trend about um, people using? Oh, I'm not gonna be able to remember it now. Like iPod shuffles as jewelry. What? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What was it? The the was it the square ones or was it the long one that was like a USB stick? No. Um, it's the square one, the shuffle. And they and they do like what? Make earrings out of it or something? Yeah. Some people make earrings out of them, or like um other people. I saw like a really creative one where they took it apart. Like there's a jewelry um, store nearby us where they take apart like certain devices and then like they put resin inside and then put like little glitters in it and then you can make it into like accessories like bracelets or rings it's probably why we're all gonna get cancer that's yeah. true like uh remember the, it was like a long-held <clears throat> belief that phones were gonna give you uh we're gonna nuke your brain do we still even i mean isn't the verdict still Pe- out on people that? just gave yeah well yeah, yeah it's not like they had much time to test them before they became that popular yeah so it says announced via his social media channels last week yay ye, yay i'll always say Yay. Uh, <laughs> Yee said that his sequel album would not be featured on any of the major DSPs, Apple Music, Amazon, Spotify, YouTube. But if you want to follow us on YouTube, Amazon pod, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts, you can follow us there, at Pop Spotify. Culture Crisis. And on Spotify. Well, yes, I, said, I listed that right there. We're on, we're on all those platforms, at Pop Culture Crisis. Go ahead and give us a follow there. Check out every episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, fans quickly dug into their digital wallets to fork over the two hundred and thirty dollars total for a stem player. Your face says it all, Carter. Two hundred. So your stem player. Um. Uh. I I call it the stem cell. I bet player. the shipping was like. 20 bucks too and they yep. probably had to order it like 30 days in advance yep. which, which is being billed as the first yeezy tech product i uh, i i don't know was it um was it dane that was here uh, yeah. i'm getting waves flashbacks to when soldier boy released gaming consoles and they ended up being the cheap japanese like the cheap knockoff I had no idea that happened that happened I know that. yes uh he, he released it and then they turned out to be he didn't have the rights to actually sell them Wow. They were not. <laughs> they were products not for resale. Way to look into that before you do something like that. Oh, I, I, I'm sure he did. Oh, he just didn't give a shit. <laughs> he didn't give a crap. Uh, may, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I could be wrong. Sometimes you can't tell I, what is for. But he did it multiple times, so uh, we'll see. Uh, the move pr- proved very lucrative for West, who alerted his followers that he had brought two, in two point two million dollars in a single day from the gadgets. I would like to know what he would have gotten in album sales in a single day if this had been released on Apple Music. Probably a Cause, lot more. Because, like, say. do people still buy albums? I mean, I, I see, like, yeah. like people still buy singles and stuff like that. Like, it's not all streaming. Yeah. It's, well, man, I don't know. Because uh, every time weird. Tom McDonald releases a song, he does the thing where he lists how if far up he is. people care about you, they'll buy it. Mm-hmm. But you got to make it my, damn convenient. Yeah, and my this friend. is not convenient. My the, friend buys physical media and like the digital media just in case if they don't have it on streaming anymore. I used to um every for every uh DVD set I bought, I would then torrent the the same file so that I could just put it into a VLC playlist and not have to yeah. So it was ethical. Yeah, cuz you bought it. Th- I bought it first. So it was technically ethical. Uh, plus, you don't even get the you don't even get the bonus features on those ones. I'd have to I'd have to handbrake the episodes with audio commentary that I wanted. <laughs> I'd have to remember handbrake. Uh, I don't know about that, but I only know about it because of the whole trial thing with uh, Rittenhouse trial, and they were talking mm. about it. But yeah, I you know I used I dude 
I loved iTunes, and mm-hmm. I liked to have physical copies of my stuff so I could listen to it without having the internet because I didn't have the internet all the time. That's why I, I download uh, all my songs. I have actual copies of the songs because, you know, for, it's not even just, it's like you're, you're you could be, uh, it's all well and good until you're on a road trip and you're in some place right. with where your phone doesn't get reception and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So flying. D- does this mean that he's like, uh, uh, just, I get a huge kick out of this and then he wasn't able to release it on time. So it says, how's that possible? Uh, uh, and this is, and this goes far beyond this too. This is, uh, um, it gets worse. Let's just say that mm-hmm. uh, he did the live show, um, like this live streaming per, uh, Donda Two audio, and and it says throws Mike out of frustration. So apparently, uh, yeah, this is why I wanted to talk about you at this because you've uh, you do live music. So I imagine they they refer to it as like uh, like they weren't able to catch up to the song uh, in their ears. I'm guessing. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, the people ears. live didn't notice it as much, but the people who were watching at home, it was. Patently obvious what was going on. Was there a delay? I'm getting. Well, let's, let's let's go into it. Okay. I, I believe that's. What the, the, but I'm guessing whoever this event sound engineer was is, is never going to work again. Okay, I know exactly what this is, but let's listen to so it. So it says uh, Kanye West might have someone else to aim his anger at other than Pete Davidson, his Donda Two event sound engineer, who seemingly blew it in Miami, causing West to throw his mic in frustration. Uh, ye, uh, I did it right. I, I did it right. No, yay. You did it wrong. I did it wrong. Uh, <laughs> this is his fault. It's his fault. Mr. Jesus. It's no, y- just think of him like be running for the birthday party and he wants you to say yay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, yay premiered new tracks from his album Tuesday night uh, at a live listening event for fans at Lone Depot Park in Miami. While the whole thing started smoothly with Kanye playing tracks from the new album, by the end of the event, streamed on stemplayer.com, had totally unraveled and Kanye looked visibly pissed off. Uh, things really seemed to take a turn during the song Jail 2, which is my personal favorite mm-hmm. um, Kanye song in the last five years. I love that song. When Marilyn Manson and DaBaby joined Kanye West on stage, it appeared Kanye was supposed to perform the song live, but having some serious issues in his in-ear. Uh, yeah, your face is telling me everything I need to know here. Eventually throwing his microphone in frustration, Kanye never picked up the mic again. The final song of the night, Off the Grid, a song from the first Donda album, was a total mess. 504 and Playboy Cardi joined Kanye to perform it, and 50's mic was totally out of sync, oh, totally man. off with the music playing, so stunning like he was trying to catch up to the song the entire time. We spoke to a couple of people who were in the audience who said that the audio issues weren't as noticeable as they were for those streaming from home. While most of Donda 2 sounded like it was incomplete, the fans in Miami certainly got their fair share of guest appearances during the show. Jack Harlow, Migos, Pusha T, Alicia Keys, The Game, to name a few. Elon Musk was among the celebrities to per- to, to be in the crowd. Um, I do want to point out here, remember those names. Uh, I, I don't know what all of these people's takes are on cancel culture or what these people's takes are on innocent until proven guilty or anything like that, but I want to just scroll back up here to the Marilyn Manson part. Did anyone, I thought they were all canceled. Um, yeah, I thought Marilyn Manson was baby. canceled. One of the topics I was going to cover today with you guys that I ended up getting rid of was a documentary called Phoenix Rising, mm-hmm. which is a new, uh, It's a, I think it's a, it's, I don't know if it's Amazon, I think it's an Amazon Prime documentary about Evan Rachel Wood's documentation of her history with Marilyn Manson saying that uh, he groomed, he, he groomed her. 
she, she, um, at the age of 19, he groomed her and, and that, uh, and then, uh, that there was like a, a point where she was like fed alcohol during the filming of a music video. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, basically he like penetrated her in the, while filming the music video, it was supposed to be like simulated sex. And then this, th- and then they did the real thing or like he did like the real thing to her. This isn't like 2007 or something like that. I'm sorry. What? For real? This is a real thing? This is a real thing. That ha- it's a documentary called Phoenix Rising. I, I didn't want to cover it because it felt too inherently... the. But mm-hmm. the, the point of this is that... So she's spoken out against um, Marilyn Manson and Kanye's hosting Marilyn Manson and then this article comes up. Kanye West taps accused rapist Marilyn Manson to baby for Donda 2 listening party. Kanye West brought out accused rapist Marilyn Manson and embattled rapper DaBaby on stage for his Donda 2 listening party, which took place Tuesday night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, Florida. The surprise guest marked the second time that West has, con- has included the controversial artist in a live performance, following their inclusion in last year's Donda listening party. Tracks performed at the event include the... Yeah, so the, the point of this is that um, da- uh, DaBaby's always uh, in trouble with mm-hmm. yeah. the LGBT qia plus community and marilyn manson has these accusations hanging over his head uh it is an insane i i recommend everyone go look into the story uh you can take whatever you want from it uh i do believe in the idea of innocent until proven guilty and i do believe in the idea of due process so it is not for me to judge i wasn't there i know nothing about it i have my own opinions but you know for the sake of the matter uh i, I think it's that the fact that this is an article at all so what does this mean for these other artists because you know a lot of these people who who live in this world where they talk about this stuff you know by by these other artists being there they are tacitly by proxy by proxy they are supporting Mm -hmm. marilyn manson and DaBaby. so it it makes me wonder one thing that i that's becoming more true lately is that the world the world we live in is not twitter and just because uh psychos on twitter um raise a sting and i'm not calling the people who are mad at at Marilyn Manson cycles. I'm saying that yeah. it is a commonplace for people who are severely in like, they love to, to start stuff with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so at what point do we realize that these aren't, these people do not represent the general consensus of what America or the world believes. Mm -hmm. Twitter is its own weird fantasy place where it's actually just a hellscape of, of dislike, disdain and hatred. So I I just think it's funny because I I would like to know what some of these artists takes are. I mean, I can guess that uh, Migos, Pusha T probably don't care much for cancel culture. Uh, I've noticed that a lot of the rap community does not, that you know they understand what it's like to be yeah. uh, t- to have people against them so uh jack like i also think of it as like one of those things that's uniquely western and uniquely upper middle class to care about stuff like that right uh so jack harlow i don't know alicia keys i don't know uh the game i'm guessing and elon musk has made his views on cancel culture mm-hmm. plainly yeah. obvious so it is interesting to me that we live in this world now where literally everything like uh, i was thinking about it when, when i signed up to do this show you're essentially putting a like a gun to your own head every single day because if you talk that much you're bound to say something stupid and even if it's not stupid something that can be easily taken out of context and, and used against you and yeah. used against you there's a reason why I fought against the idea of doing something like this for so long because I just don't want the the hassle and, and the and the problems that come with having to constantly have your views of the world, no matter how um, middle of the road, having them checked against whatever the right. current political uh, and social niceties are of the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are these artists gonna uh, will will um, 
will it get worse for Marilyn Manson? And then Jack Harlow has to come out and say, you know what? I always had a bad feeling about that guy when I was at that. We covered this yesterday when I mm-hmm. talked about the thing with the actor who wanted to do more nude scenes. The yeah. The world changes at an extremely rapid pace now. So you have to literally worry with every social interaction you you engage in, yeah. whether you've been with... Because then everyone's going to expect that you not only should have uh, stood up against them, but you should have known, even if you had no way of knowing. So, I think people uh, are tired of it. Uh, I, I do, so I, I do have a lot of... I don't know if respect is the word, but uh, like for Kanye not caring... Uh, about what social what society said about people who are not being tried in a court of law, they're being tried in the court of public opinion. Yeah. He's letting them work and he's working with them because he can't know either. He can't really know. So, uh, like, I'm not saying that's good or bad, but I'm saying that in a world where uh, Seth Rogen ditches James Franco at the slightest whiff of impropriety, mm-hmm. even though he's known the dude for 15 to 20 years and they've been best friends, uh, in a world where, lo- in Hollywood, where loyalty is absolutely not a real thing, yeah. uh, I-, I can respect uh, his ability to, to not let people tell him who can can't be on his yeah man just keeping your word and sticking to the path you set out on says uh you know speaks volumes about your character and when you think about it this means that every time he does this another article like this will come up where they say kanye west platforms these evil people do are they evil i don't know but i can't know because it hasn't there's no way to to prove it so do do i know uh, yes people have made claims but i can't know that they can't know that not for sure uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what to say about that. It's one of those things where it's like you have to take every situation like this case by case. Yeah. But in this case, in this instance, it's uh, it's just it's wild. So, uh, but they they go down here and they talk about the lawsuit between Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood's documentary is about they they want to extend the the statute of limitations mm-hmm. on sexual assault. People had a lot of people had questions about uh the fact that. Uh, they say that she was, uh, in the term says, essentially raped, but then she dated him for four years after that. So people have an issue with that. I don't know. Like it's it's just crazy to think that it's even that this is an article because this is not it's not like he's he was arrested for this and tried. Yeah. So we really do live in a society where uh, accusation is a form of currency and it's a weapon. And I'm not saying that that's what happened here. I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm saying that I'm just sim- simply commenting on the prevalency, the prevalence of it in society. Oh yeah. So uh, I don't know how that will that will work out for them, but it's just Kanye just seems like all sorts of bad press right now mm-hmm. between this and the Pete Davidson stuff and everything with the divorce. Uh, hopefully, uh, my hope is that it, it turns him in. You know, it makes him uh, a better artist. You he know, seems to thrive off of this stuff. A, so. a lot of people do better as artists when they're uh, embattled, uh, yeah. as they as to take a word from it earlier. He's dealing with a lot right now, and he can use that as creative fuel, as I'm yeah. sure you can understand. Oh yeah. So can't write when things are going good. Yeah. That is uh, miracle. You knew about? Did you know about that documentary? I didn't know about the documentary, but you knew but about I the kn- case because I learned it from Blair White. What did you think about it? Um, for me, like. I'm going to say the same thing like how other people are saying. Like if she claimed that he raped her but started dating him like for four years, like not started, dated him for four years, there's something like there's something missing there. You yep. Maybe it was, maybe she got groomed or like it's Stockholm At syndrome. At 19? Oh, 19. I didn't know her age. That's so different. Okay, now. well, here's another mm-hmm. thing though. Like I was... um. 
watching this. So there's this guy on YouTube called the Soft White Underbelly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he does these interviews with victims of this kind of stuff. I watched one this morning actually about a the ex girlfriend of a bipolar no uh, a guy with paranoid schizophrenia, and he apparently did this kind of stuff. And she was like 16 when she met him, and they were in a, an abusive relationship. She mm-hmm. claims for like two and a half years and. You know, I empathize with the the girl and something like this, especially when they're growing up and they're still young and they, that's kind of all they know. They feel like they can't leave because the guy's super manipulative. So if Marilyn Manson is that manipulative guy, I can't not know that. I don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. But I can understand how, you know, you could be in a relationship afraid to leave. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. I it's it's a, the the problem I have with all of it is it's, it's unprovable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's no way to we basically take the words of the people who say it. Uh, mm-hmm. And in a world where, like I said, I'm going to reiterate every time this does not mean it's not true. Yeah. But in a world where we have we have legitimized victimhood as a form of currency, you have to, if you're being honest, at least ask questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least at the at the at the bare minimum, ask questions. Uh, and if uh, and to see if things add up the way they do, yeah. yeah. So I, I like this is a, a very difficult topic to cover and not be uh, labeled one way or the other. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone yeah. involved in this case, mm-hmm. but I do think it says something about loyalty that uh, um, I've known people who uh, have been involved in cases where they had a coworker who got in trouble and you know they can't know that that person that that something happened to that person or or, or something like that happened mm-hmm. but then everybody expects you to know everyone expects you to then that's yeah i've had similar experiences so, so. i don't know it's a very very um dicey territory like even covering it is dicey territory but i thought it went in with kanye's uh ability to not care whether people uh you know he will do what he thinks is uh is good for his art and he goes with it and whatever that means to everybody i can't tell you what to think about it but i did think it was interesting to cover mm-hmm. for sure so yeah it is interesting i don't know but the inner thing yeah i can see how that's frustrating though yes the <laughs> Everything's so, messy here. Yes. Kanye got a lot of messiness. Not not what he was hoping for. I'm guessing yeah. uh, on that on that first live performance for that album. Yeah, 2022 yeah. 2022 is not the year for him. When nope. you backtrack and stuff, you have to be on the click. Mm-hmm. And uh, explain that. So when um, when you have non-live instruments being played and it's a huge part of your you know your set, you basically have the whole thing orchestrated. You, you know, it's like you hit play, you can either, you know, do them by song or you can have, you know, the drummer um, have all the backing tracks. Like when I was on tour, it was just me and, and a drummer and we had, you know, background vocals of mine backtracked. Um, we had harmonies occasionally some and then we had synths and different uh, automatic filters and arpeggios and stuff, um, basses. Uh, so if you're... And, you know, this stuff had to be wireless because, you know, you can't have a stage presence if you're anchored to a certain point of the stage. And I had to basically be all over the place uh, because I was the one front man in a two-person band uh, going on, you know, all these stages. So it took us like 45 minutes to an hour to set all this stuff up. Um, and then if something goes wrong, which I'm, I'm assuming he was either hearing not the same thing that was coming out of the speakers by like five seconds delay or 
maybe he was here. Does it even have to be five seconds? I, I'm assuming it can almost be worse if it's it less. It could be one second. And on, if he was streaming, so was he? Was he pissed that? Um, so I can understand if he had like vocals backtracking, which mm -hmm. I'm sure Kanye West, mm -hmm. who's a rapper, and you know he relies heavily on you know instrumental beats and electronic stuff going on. If he's off. And he doesn't know what's going on, and then his voice comes out of a speaker. People are going to be like, "Is he even singing right now?" Which yeah, you know, and like everyone knows this happens, but you're supposed to at least it has to be part of the performance. And uh, I can feel him uh, being very embarrassed by that. Um, you know, if the he's not hearing the right part of the song, he just looks really dumb. And yeah, a bunch and of people, especially at a release party, that's really shitty. Yep, and so. his stage presence gets thrown off. Yeah, because he's not uh, he's not able to hit his mark. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's just oh man. Yep, that sucks. Let's talk about th th this is your topic right here. Uh, Emo's not Woo! dead. Cruise. Uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw this, it's really funny. Uh, Chris Jericho is a pro wrestler and did like a, a pro wrestling cruise a couple years ago. Uh, during COVID, uh, I think it was to get around uh, something with COVID to, to do like a live show um, at that time. Um, if it was a private boat or whatever, or no, it might, it might I'm sorry, it might have been pre-COVID. I'm sorry, I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm probably wrong about that. But yeah, they did like this, uh, like a pro wrestling cruise, like around like the time of a big event. Uh, and then that was the first thing I thought of when I saw this. So it says, Emo's Not Dead Cruise announces lineup featuring Under Oath. Uh, is that Newfound Glory? Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. And more. Uh, the cruise will uh, uh, also see the live debut of your broken hero, the band of emos, not dead founder, Matt Cutshell. Is, is this the guy who makes the videos? So, yeah, this guy, he like I found him, I think, during the, the peak of COVID a year ago, year and a half ago. And um, he had like this channel, emos, not dead. And he would basically you know, I think I saw these videos on Facebook. Yeah, but. He came out with um, a serious music video under the moniker Your Broken Hero, which I watched and was like blown away by it because he somehow wrapped parody into like serious. Like I left a comment on it that sums it up pretty well. I think it's still the number one comment, um, but it's it's I said, like, this is the musical definition of just kidding. But really, uh, that's and, awesome. Uh, that's kind of what it was. And I was like, I'm. What was the video it's about? It's so funny. It's what an happens? original song. Yeah. It's just about like him wanting all these girls, you know, it's like, oh, Ashley, why <laughs> you make me cry inside, you know, so it's, I'm dead. It, and it shows him like, you know, outside of her window looking in like a creep dressed up like an emo <laughs> and he's crying. She doesn't like him anymore, but he also sucks. And then he did, a, you know, a light bulb comes down from the ceiling and he does the Hawthorne Heights singing into the light bulb thing. It's really well done, really well produced, well written, jokingly, but it's also a great song. Mm -hmm. Does Anne Berlin fall in uh, the emo category? I would say they're more they're indie. And they're religious, right? I, I believe I Anne Berlin. I believe Anne Berlin. But so is Under Oath. I love so, I loved Anne Berlin. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not afraid to admit that I had my own. I was never like a... a I never went to show. I, I was not a, a show guy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't uh, have a devil's uh, devil's lock haircut. Uh, nope. I did wear tight pants, but that was uh, a thing. 
Yep, yep. I still do. I still uh, do as well. Uh, uh, but uh, it was like, I, I was thinking about this and like, man, uh, like some of these are even farther after. Like when I think of like, I don't think of the plain white tees as emo because that was like already, uh, yeah. emo had already had its heyday when the plain I white tees were I saw them thing. Yeah. in, uh, they were like post emo. But yes, they, that's they, a good uh, way of putting it. They had a tour with Panic at the Disco that I saw. <sighs> With Fallout Boy, they were like the sellout um, emo. There you group. go. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, not to call them sellouts, but when you have a hit on the radio, I, you know, by definition, or you know, you just—that's what they call you. I <laughs> still remember when uh, when uh, when Fallout Boy came back and did uh, Glastonbury. No, it was a Glastonbury. They did uh, one of the bigger UK festivals, um, and uh, I was like, "Wow, it's like I'm 22 again." Is, uh, it was very funny. It's like, oh, and, and what's his name? Regained all that weight. The Patrick Stump, Stump had lost all the weight and then regained the weight because uh, he's probably oh. eating better at that point. Um, <laughs> so it says 2022 is shaping up to be the year of the e of emo. That's uh, going a little far. I would say that's a, a stretch. I, I think but... I think that's wishful thinking on the on the article writers part here maybe We're um, also on the alt press yeah so. <laughs> so the emo's not dead cruise has just been announced featuring some of the biggest artists from the scene the emo's not dead uh, cruise set sailed november 8th in los angeles and arrives in ensenada mexico before returning to la on november 12th the bill features that oh my god dashboard dashboard confessional under oath newfound glory thursday plain white tees silverstein uh, Emery, Hawthorne Heights. I'm looking for the postal service. I'm not seeing the postal service anywhere They're in there. there. I, it was a joke, America. Uh -huh. I, I would actually, I loved the postal service back in the day. Me too. Um, uh, the not dead, not dead cruise will also mark your broken heroes live debut. Your broken heroes, a project yeah, for the musician bad. and YouTuber, Matt Cutshall. Cutshall creates email anthems that find a perfect way to parody, but also lovingly pay homage to the scene we all know and love. Get it? The scene. Ah. Uh, Take, for example, felt emo might delete. <laughs> the Twilight-inspired videos set in the classic scene after Anthem situations by Escape the Fate, but that's just one of dozens of videos from this Emo's Not Dead project. Check out more on YouTube here. Like, it's really funny, because it's just, when I, like, that, even that still frame is just the most, like, the undersized black sweater, uh, the hair, it's just, it's so Man, perfect. Man, I, uh... Are you, are you, here's the thing. Are you going to take time off work and go on this? You know, maybe Tim you, will send me as like an on-the-ground reporter. I'd can, love to go, You can man. go report on this. I've uh, met some of these people, like um, Shane told of Silverstein um, at Warp Tour that I was filming at. We interviewed him with my old company. Um, the, uh, there's, you know, Newfound Glory has been like pivotal in my if development as go. an artist. Mm. I'd love to go. What if you do go? Can you get an autograph and a picture of plain white tees, please? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it'd be sick. Um, That'd be great. I just don't know if it's like I I know it's real, but I'm still comprehending it because this guy mm. started this thing that was a joke, and now it's turning into a serious thing. And he he features all these different guys. He even featured Tony Hawk in one of his. Uh, oh, I don't oh, doubt yeah. that. I yeah. don't doubt that. That's that's right. Uh, so that's right on brand. Everybody. That's right on brand. Yeah. Was the guy famous beforehand, or did he kind of so come out of he, nowhere? He came. Um, he moved to L.A. when he was like 19 or something like that, and he was in like a boy band, like an electro pop boy band, <laughs> that um, they got like a little bit famous, but it wasn't really. Um, William Ryan Key, formerly off. of Yellow Card. <laughs> oh um, my God, Cassidy Pope. I don't know who that is. Okay, uh, keep going. 
But anyway, he met this girl who's now his wife, and they were friends for like 10 years, uh, and they just started making funny YouTube videos, and that's kind of how he got into this whole... So he, he grew up in this scene, came up in this scene, um, but... As far as I know, he was not like incredibly famous or anything. Before, so. well, that's just hard work and great marketing skills. Yep, he got he got his name out there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, if you could if you could add one band to this, who would it be? Mm. Actually, if you could add two bands to this, who would it it's be? Probably got to be from this era, right? Uh, I I don't think so. I, we're 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 fantasy booking here. Are you gonna put emo rapper? No. Oh, I'm not into. My friend keeps sending me this new emo rap. It's called the new emo. Mm -hmm. uh, new emo. Basically, it's just screaming Neo emo. over trap beats. Neo uh, emo. Yeah. You know, emo rap actually started in Europe. I don't I, doubt it. Yeah, I learned that like randomly one day, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." I would add the starting line. Cassidy Pope was from the the uh, was from the Voice. That's what I remember. Oh, I dated what's... a girl who loved, lo like tortured me with the Voice. Oh my god! Um, isn't she the one who got a stalker? Could be. Sounds sounds on point there. Because um, one of the voice contestants, like she was a winner, she had a stalker and uh, that stalker killed her. No, that was Christina Grimmie. Thank you. But oh, the, yeah. there's another one that got a love stalker. Love Christina Grimmie, no shame. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was fantastic. There was a, that was like a golden age for like YouTube musicians mm -hmm. uh, of the artists from that era yeah. that uh, all did really, came out really well. Uh, yeah. uh, blew up uh, on that, but by, by it was what was his name? Like Kurt Hugo Schneider used to. They they directed like these really really interesting music videos on what seemed like lower budgets uh, or like were creatively made, right? Yeah. But it, I always assumed that like they were independent artists, but I think most of them had were, were allowed to not advertise on their artists on their labels uh, platforms. Uh, that way that they it gives off the illusion that they're oh. that they're not signed. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of conspiracies surrounding like record labels and like them putting together like uh, bands like Real Friends and other stuff. I can't confirm or deny yeah. that stuff, but but it's uh, great marketing if they do that for because sure. the idea of independent artists. Look at Tom McDonald has mm -hmm. made a fortune uh, yeah. because he's an extremely good businessman, knows how to market himself, and but has to do the work of nine to ten people. Yep. Because he's doing every aspect of it. He like he builds all his music video sets himself, which is something I could see myself doing. That's, yeah. That looks like a blast. Yeah. So so it's uh. Let's not forget Nova Rockefeller's helping him with that stuff. Yes. Right. Yep. Is uh well she does all his the music video. She does all. I think they're. I don't think they're married. I think they're no, just dating. No, they're just dating. Um. But she's uh yeah she 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 does all the music videos and stuff like that so, uh like I said I, I need to I need to know if you could add oh, one or two yeah. bands uh, the starting line oh for sure ooh. and if so a lot of my favorite bands from this time broke up Josephine Collective gotta have a shout out for them tell me what you thought um, when you were gone yes yeah, starting okay. line I was like uh, I was trying to remember remember this is not oh, my you genre got it, you got it I was um, I was the I grew up with Tupac and Biggie I I. I, I delved into this because I had friends that were into I it. So I know, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, I would say senses fail, but I'm not a fan of anything after their um, Let It Unfold You album. And uh, I feel like they've gone kind of nuts lately. Um, but uh, Forever the Sickest Kids, I'd have to say, put them on here. Okay. Uh, so starting line, Forever the Sickest Kids different decades and kick the ready set off the boat ready set um 
you know, he was a MySpace guy. Yep. I respect him. But, you know. I'm just throwing out names I remember now at this point. I'm enjoying Pick it. Pick the set off the boat. Um, yeah, those would be the two. Okay. You know, go on. But, Excellent. Yeah. And then we... Uh, Miracle loves, like, Gen X rock music. Maybe you can uh, convert her. Well, there... I like one Gen X rock music. Uh, she loves System of a Down. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I like the um, Papa Sisters. Roach. I think. I think she. I think I actually heard her sing a Papa Roach song one day. Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's perfect. Everyone knows the one Papa Roach song. Yeah. yeah, but I actually like his other songs too. But oh. whatever. Um, I don't think it's a guy. I think it's a group. It well, Maybe. it's one guy. Is it? He it's did one host uh, that show Scarred. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? One guy, but Dude, it's, it's, it's a skating a show. I I'd never watched any oh, of man, the. Really? Skating Ask shows. Andy. He has like VCH tapes for it. Uh, what? Card. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, because I was the one who like set up like his whole bookshelf and uh, movies at home. Andy would have VHS uh, tapes of Scarred. But I, I have a whole box of V. I have two VHS players and countless VHS tapes at home that I just didn't feel like I needed mm-hmm. to bring wow. out here. Maybe I was wrong. Man, that is the stuff that would take up space that is not but what era emo are we talking about like 2007 2007 very specific okay because like i like some emo music too like um i like one song from my chemical romance i love fallout boy um coheed and cambria that's not really emo eh. and then panic of the disco my favorite i love brandon yuri so much yeah no no brandon yuri is one of the probably one of the most talented singers of Mm -hmm. our time i would go as far as saying that Brett makes fun of me because I like Green Day. Okay. Uh, what? Carter's like, Brett is right. <laughs> what is wrong with Green Day? So, as a, <laughs> as in, uh, He's not even going to justify an it with an answer. still emo identifier. I mm-hmm. guess I could identify my... Not emo, mm-hmm. but I definitely grew up in that well, they're, scene. They're not emo, they're punk. Exactly. Well, they're uh, listed as emo also. Yeah, they're not, though. They sold out and became they like saw that people liked emo music in my opinion mm-hmm. and then they're like we want to do this and they way overdid it and yeah and they had everything in hot topic and then you would see all the the posers wearing their stuff corporate it's, cool. it's, it's like yeah, it's, it's like it's, the people who wear like uh l- like rock band shirts from target you can't like uh, ner- like I, nobody wearing a nirvana shirt today actually knows who the hell nirvana like is green day tried to you can't make green day emo like mm-hmm. he he doesn't have the voice they don't have the sound for that and i think they tried to do that with like the wristbands and the black eye eyeliner paint and shit yeah. um anyway but then I'm not there's lie. I also in the beginning i also like all american rejects. rejects yeah so these are all like tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. bands. well they also you're almost there yeah. you're you've almost converted like and... i could show you a tree coming down from yeah. panic at the disco and fallout boy and <laughs> some 41 and blink 182 how they all intersect Got well it. they also listed um 21 pilots That's i love them band. well they're listed on here Where i was list- here google she's just oh, googling really? she's she's not even on the list right now no so. like i don't have an official list but i do like them because that's what they categorize them as emo but i, I like don't... 21 pilots too yeah they're really good oh for sure they're really good but she's okay not... again you guys are judging me because i like. I know I, i'm catching myself getting all defensive about this like i <laughs> i love it i'm not this makes for great this makes for great television well it, it's not my fault that i like green day it's i mean I had friends make fun of me for wearing newfound glory shirts back mm-hmm. in the day because they were too pop uh, for the punk scene. Uh, okay. And I was like, yeah, but I like that. Mm-hmm. So fuck you. Well, also, and 
like this is a savory topic. I don't like Paramore. That's uh, a band. Yeah, that's I mean, I'm not during huge... that area. It's weird that they were kind of like looped in with them. Mm-hmm. Like the Warp Tour scene is really yeah. the scene that I'm talking about. I don't uh, know. But Paramore was on Warp Tour, and so was Katy Perry at one time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there's bizarre. also um, All Time Low. I like All their Time music. Low is another mm-hmm. one that came from the bottom, and then they rose to the top. Mm-hmm. I like them because they did a song collaboration with Black Bear, and I love him. So Black Bear's producer is actually, from what I understand, mm-hmm. one of the founding members of Artist vs. Poet. Which really? I know, Brett, you know. Yes. Uh, one of the better cover cover bands. Uh, some of them have gone missing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, okay, so, man, I played a show with their original singer, Tarsi, way back in the day when I was in high school, but he left the band, their guitarist stepped up to to sing, and they were really good, but they were too poppy. They have a lot of great original songs. I've never covers. heard any of their... Damn, they're, really? no, they're known for their covers. That uh, sucks. That's, uh, me and Carter bonded yeah. uh, when he first got here over it. I was like, I know who that is. AVP. I know who yeah. that is. So and they have a nice mean Taylor Swift cover. That's yes, they, they do. They, they, that, that one is good. There, there's a couple of others that I can't remember off the top of my head, but the Taylor Swift one is the one that, mm-hmm. uh, that they add an F word in there for, oh, yeah. uh, for just to be edgy. Yeah. Just for flair. Yeah. And then sleeping with the sirens. Oh yeah. That one is really good. I like one song. For Sleep. Them. So they're, they're another one that mm-hmm. came from way, way bottom. And then they just got, huge mm-hmm. uh, i don't know like for me a lot of like the emo bands i'm not like there's only like a couple that i'll listen to them like fallout boy i love their album save rock and roll like i'll remember like all their songs on that yeah. album like i love it and then like brandon yuri i'm like a stand for him but then other than that like brett does make fun of me i listen to like <laughs> gen x music non-stop like it's well, not weird. nonstop. I just came downstairs one day and I she was, was in like, a mood. She was like listening to Chop Suey by System of a Down. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I'd uh, never type that into my search bar and put that on. <laughs> I, I would. I, I. It took me by surprise. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, why? What do you think I listen to? I have no idea. Miracle music. I think you would listen to CeeLo Green. Like <laughs> one song where he's like, bah, bah, like every time that came on. It's the radio, not a cover. I think it is. It's a cover because I found that song and it's sang by somebody else. It's called Fuck You. I hate. Thank you. I was you. trying Sorry. to refrain from saying that, but yeah, it is. It's just that. me. We'll yeah. just bleep it. No, we won't. You know. know we won't. <laughs> I know. I remember when I was like driving to work one day and that song came on, like I would sacrifice the well-being of my myself on mm-hmm. the road to turn it to a different channel mm-hmm. just because I it- didn't want to hear it. Oh. No, like he it. mumbles a lot, and I can't understand him. Philo Green was a fantastic rapper from long, 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 long before mm-hmm. he got big. I'm talking oh, a really? decade before he. Oh yeah, you would know this. Yes, uh, he was a very, very. Uh, there's a couple. I'll send you some songs later okay. that are very, very good. I'll try and that were to them. Um, done long before you know a decade or more before he became the oh, artist damn. that he is today. Mm. So. Like uh, to the point where one day when I when I heard whatever that stupid song he got famous for was I'm like, is that CeeLo? Because yeah. he's got such a distinct voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so it, it it is what it is. Well, he is popular because of the voice. Like he was a oh he uh, is he was a judge for uh, on there. Like when it first started, he was a judge on the voice for a little bit. That's how most people know. I would mm-hmm. argue that's how probably most normies know him. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even know he was a rapper. I was like, who is this? Yep. Uh, and this a good- is some unqualified man on The Voice as a coach. Or- mm-hmm. Yep. 
because so. like I only, I didn't even know who Blake Shelton was. Um, but later I grew to love him. And then um, Adam Levine, like I later found out who he was. Really? I didn't know who he was. Okay. I was living under a rock before um, listening to music. So he's one who's always been the one that's successful. So- yeah. Because he was really rich. Mm-hmm. It's funny because like um, Chris Poole, our coworker, he says I, like him and his sister, uh, Lisa, they don't like Adam Levine because they said his like voice is so weird. It it sounds so manufactured. It's an auto tune. No, he sings like that. That's uh, his real voice. Yeah. No way. It's just falsetto. Ugh. Like he's got a really powerful high voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just weird. And I was playing this one song. Um, I think it's called Animals by Maroon 5. And like Chris got like really freaked out by it. He's like, nobody sings like that. Yeah. Other than know. other falsettos. Yeah. I mean, fa- everyone can sing. I sing in falsetto sometimes. Like, yeah. Uh, but you do it really pretty. That, you do it really yeah. pretty. Like, and I oh, appreciate it. I'm still upset that you guys took down that live stream where you're, you're singing. Did we? Yeah. I can't find it anymore. But Mm-hmm. It's weird that she went back to watch it again. Well, well Sometimes because they I like pop that up song. In my recommendeds. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. On mm-hmm. Cyber Gulag that I and I forgot we did. I them. like his songs, like the ones that he sang, like the one. What's that song that you sang? Um, the one that says, "Um, you're smoking your cigarettes." Um. She got the lyrics wrong. <laughs> I did. I did. I butchered it. Was it during the sound check? Uh, yeah. When we were getting ready for the Misfits guy. Uh, no, it was when we just started the studio and you guys were doing a sound check. Oh, oh, oh. You uh, sang it at Breathe. Breathe? Yeah. By who? Me. Oh. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, my band Traveler. Yes. Which I also brought the Oh, very oh, good. That is fantastic. My, uh, okay. They're I'm going to so write this ago. down because, like, I was looking for that song. I'm like, here, you can have this one. <sighs> Thank you, bud. <sighs> All right, Somewhere. we're gonna move on to film. Uh, this is a this is a topic about film finance, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I've I've got some other article here articles here that will drag into or that will carry into it. it. Says prospect filmmakers turn to NFTs to finance new shared universe exclusive from the Hollywood Reporter. It says Zeke Earl and Chris Caldwell, the filmmakers behind the 2018 indie sci-fi movie Prospect, are embarking on a new film project that will take them to not only the far reaches of the galaxy, but maybe to a new frontier of film financing. Earl and Caldwell are both in the, into development on The Fringe. Not Fringe, which is a sci-fi master. Okay, maybe not a masterpiece, but damn close to a sci-fi masterpiece. Uh... Uh, what they hope will be a new sci-fi cinematic universe that will not only encompass a, fe- uh, a feature film, but also narrative projects as well. All set within the same story universe of a lawless and uncorporated part of the space populated by miners, engineers, bounty hunters, trappers, and mercenaries. To launch development, the, writers dire- uh, the writer-directors have put together a group of artisans they call the Taka Artist Collective uh, to release an NFT collection in March composed of in-world characters known as Drifters, the working-class Joes and Janes through whom the filmmakers plan to explore the world. So uh, the goal of the NFTs is to create... Now, if you guys don't know, an NFT is a non-fungible token. Uh, There's a lot of controversy right now about uh, NFT as a a fad, NFT as a means of purchasing. uh, But it's... uh, I loathe to explain it, but we're going to get into more of it. You guys know the general definition of an NFT, right? Yeah, I still don't understand it, but I get it. But the point is that they're selling these because it's a unique idea. Okay, I'll go to the other article that I I found here. Actually, I'm going to wait. I'm going to come back to it. So it says... 
goal of the NFT is to create a new model of film financing that, if successful, would put full creative control into the hands of the film's artistic team and minimize hat and hand holding trips to financiers or distributors. So the idea is that they can sell the NFTs as a way of fun of funding the project. Right now, we covered an article about two months ago from uh, Hawkeye and Van Helsing's Alex Ponovic to lead NFT sci-fi series Gen Zeros. I think I remember that. So this is had me on there. Yes. So this is not the first time something like this has been announced. Uh, so we're going to go back to this article. And so these guys says, uh, in success, what we ultimately want to work towards is community-owned IP, Earl tells The Hollywood Reporter. It's a futuristic dream, uh, but think Star Wars if you could cut out the corporate machine and unite artists and fans. The legal framework for this doesn't exist yet and is something we're actively figuring out. This is a project that I can see having gazillions of problems uh, as far as uh, just that phrase, artists and fans um, are going to have two very different ideas about where these things should go. Uh, and this is why um, weird communal ideas like this usually don't work. It's going to end up with no more fans and pissed off artists. It, or pissed off fans who are no longer want to be fans and artists that are angry because now the project has been soiled. At best, they get a Kanye West result. This, I applaud the creativity in wanting oh, to do sure. something like this. It says, while benefits are still being finalized, uh, some include drift, uh, drift owners being able to compete to have their character in the first film. So you buy part of the NFT and you get to be part of the film. So it makes the process interactive now uh in film this is interesting enough it says after the sale we want to incorporate the nft holders into a formal incubator with voting capabilities so they want the people who own these to have a say in the in the property mm -hmm. that's like letting people write fan fiction and then making it actually non-fiction yes uh says earl says they will participate in making creative and logistical decisions around the future of the universe as a filmmaker i'm incredibly excited to have this the uh, to have this think tank as a sounding board during narrative development whether it's the form of storyboards graphic novels or short scripts or 3d animations this will guide the development of the first film but also create other pathways for the universe's evolution i will say that as somebody who constantly rails on hollywood's dismissal of fans this is a fantastic way, in theory, to bring them on board and make them part of this process. But mm -hmm. what that means is that as the creator and the artist, he's going to have to humble himself. And when the majority of the fans want this to go in a direction he may not want it to go, he's going to have to relinquish that control and allow it to happen. Like how, how much is his vote worth? Exactly. <laughs> does, does, he, does he have more shares yeah. th than they do? So I, I just think this is fascinating because this is like, when I read this, I'm like, this is a mess, but it's awesome at the same time. But yeah. this, here's this article. It says, investing in music NFTs. Uh, and it says, the music industry may have finally started taking NFT seriously in 2021. A handful of artists launched NFT projects that attracted a lot of attention from fans and raked in millions of dollars. The NFT in crypto space is still very young, especially in the music front. But the possi possibility of more direct artist-to-fan interaction and new ways to monetize work without need for traditional music publishers makes this a promising technological development. So now, I guess it's the idea that you look at this the same way you guys would have looked at merch sales back in the day mm -hmm. well merch is tangible like i don't 
I still can't grasp the so value of an NFT. It says, uh, what is a music NFT? NFT stands for non-fungible token, a type of digital certificate encoded in a blockchain network, typically Ethereum, that guarantees ownership of a unique asset. So uh, the economic concept of fungibility is important because a lot of it, uh, a lot of works in the music and art industry that make use of NFTs aren't actually NFTs in the strictest sense of the word. Something is non-fungible if it is truly unique and cannot be replaced by another thing just like it for example the original recording of a piece of music is non-fungible but copies of it sold as a as a digital download or physical album are fungible because one copy can be replaced with another identical to it exactly so in this because it exists on the blockchain yeah. uh, uh with a unique identifier it is inherently non-fungible yeah i mean it has worth because people give it worth exactly but so it's a, a music is nft is a certificate of ownership of a unique musical work that can be sold to another party the owner now is, would that be the same as owning the rights to the song it would be like having like i used to have a box or i still have a box where i've written down original lyrics on like the backs of envelopes and stuff mm -hmm. and then later on i've had those songs you know get published and do well it's like if i were to have that but i mean it's still in the realm of physical so like what if you had you know an original notes on your phone that you had typed in and then you hadn't touched the notes since a certain date other than to well, read it that's usually where the picture uh the picture that accompanies the nft comes into the it, that's yeah. the that's the digital uh, physical representation of the i guess if uh, you took a picture of it and then burned it of the digital asset so yeah. like what i was doing when we first started doing the show mm -hmm. was i give you guys a, like a topic list for each day yeah. and miracle would doodle on all of them and i saved all of them for a long time I said at some point if the show got bigger and or miracle gets famous yeah. uh those could be sold as nfts but you could also sell them as physical art as well that's the thing so it's i don't different. get so there's always going to be two of it at least it says the yeah. one's more important the term arguably. nft is applied to all uh, all sorts of fungible tokens meaning multiple copies exist and are owned by various parties secured on a blockchain that grants the owner rights to the music album or album art or videos created to accompany music or some exclusive access to content like when i was thinking about this there have been uh hundreds of thousands uh, millions of skate sections made right but there's maybe 20 to 30 that are like truly iconic meaning that they stand the test of time if you played the song in any one of those sections to anyone who skated as long as i have they would they would immediately list that right mm -hmm. so i was thinking about like whenever these videos were made back in the three chip camera days there was likely a master tape with all mm. of these clips on it you could sell the you know the the digitally okay. uh, uploaded master of that yeah. section yeah so the first album i ever recorded was legitimately i think without a computer we literally did it on a caveman area. we mm -hmm. went into a church that this guy that was producing us worked at he was in a band that was older than us and we like tracked everything onto like a board and when i got copies like the first like this is the copy of your all cd and it was a cd with like our tracks on it that we had to go and make copies of so that original cd uh those original master files would be the equivalent of that yeah. i feel like 
It says how how NFTs could change the musical in, the music industry. Music fans are highly engaged are a highly engaged audience. Selling music and related artwork via the blockchain is a way for an artist to forge to to forge a direct relationship with the fan base without the need for a record label or music streaming service. If done right, it can equate to a bigger profit for the creator since the one because uh, the since there's one less hand in the cookie jar. However, minting music NFTs isn't free since Ethereum gas fees, meaning that's the cost it costs to actually run it, right? The the cost to compute and record a transaction on the blockchain and NFT marketplace fees for listing and selling work. So basically you're paying uh, du- dues to uh, to keep things up and running. I still don't get it. It seems like a giant pyramid scheme. <laughs> it kind of is. It sounds like it. Um, because like I know some NFTs you can play, like you can buy it and it's like a little character and you can play games with it. But I still feel like it's a big scam. Like there's something. Uh, a fad, I think, would be a better mm-hmm. uh, a better term well, for it. Well, I mean, it. It, crypto if, is if this here is to the way we're going. Then crypto is here to stay. If crypto is here to stay. Then this might be here to stay. Yes, this is uh, both on the blockchain. Right? And remember, mm-hmm. we're we're t- we're talking about this as people. Like I just thought this was interesting to talk about. I am not an expert. Oh I, yeah, I know me, very little. Uh, in the tone. But uh, we we see so much, so much. I see a lot of hatred for NFTs, usually for reasons that people don't really understand. They're like, it takes a lot of power to run these. I uh, think computers. those people that are hating on it just don't want it to end up being they don't want to miss because they're out because they it. they're going to miss out on it yeah. right it's the people who don't uh everything they don't understand is inherently bad uh yeah. which is stupid uh i i applaud people for i hated bitcoin for the longest time and then i finally was like i don't care if i understand it or not this seems like a good idea yep so so it says uh it says can nfts replace record labels and streaming giants probably not anytime soon i don't know if that's possible because it would require everyone to be involved in that phones have become part of your life whether you want it to be or not Mm -hmm. nfts and crypto aren't necessarily i I mean unless we actually do end up going to a cashless society but even then that won't be crypto that'll be some type of all all record labels are is a uh like an organized, you know, company that funds the, uh, you know, that records yeah. the band and pays for promotion and, and gets them a bus that they have to pay back for eventually in the in the money they make. So really, it's just money and, and management. So if an, an, if an NFT can hire a manager and pay for everything, then yeah, it could replace a record label. I mean, yep. So I mean, look at somebody like I mentioned Tom McDonald earlier. He does yeah, all he that better. work, but he turns a huge profit yeah because he has but he has to work his ass off in a right. way that he's just the artist i'm thinking of off the top of my head that's doing literally everything on his own yeah um same uh, thing with brian um no bryson gray yes he does the same thing he um produces all his music by himself yep. there's never been a better time to be an independent artist if you have a strong work ethic and you're willing to put in the time yep. and effort uh, to not be kind of astroturfed into your position and if you're talented and can do it and exactly like you have a lot mm-hmm. of things have to align for music to be a career for you so yeah <clears throat> so i just thought that that was an interesting topic to cover because the 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 uh, i see all of the pitfalls of the film one but also the benefits of it and where that right. could go. Like I, like, sure. as somebody who's like, uh, has a lot of, uh, respect for audiences who keep these properties alive, but a little bit less faith in the artist to not want to relinquish control, mm-hmm. uh, because most of them want to put their own stamp on this it's stuff. Kind of like the game stock thing. Yes. Oh, Everyone yeah. wanted to keep GameStop alive and yep. it's like if they had a say in what games were to be made next. Yep. That's uh, like, it, we want a sequel to this. 
and well theoretically the people who vote with their wallet should have a say in that I but agree. it's just it's less uh linear in the way that they figure that out they yeah. figure it out through sales yeah as opposed to somebody just telling you this Which is what is we kind of directly in controversy or you know it, whatever the opposite of you know art is supposed to not be about money so it's mm -hmm. kind of hard well one of the things we talk about a lot here is the uh, the weird place where art and commerce intersect yeah. and how those uh it's rife for uh problems and uh uh you know issues between artists creator between not just creatives and audience but creatives and yeah. management management down to creatives creatives down to fans in the name mm -hmm. of your show. uh it's not uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world to navigate yeah. that's so, why it's a crisis yes pop culture crisis yep but in, shh, exactly <laughs> exactly so i want to go ahead and ask you like would you do if you had more time like is this something that you guys would have done if it seemed plausible like if you had the fan base that would allow you to do this to make nfts like to, to yeah does this seem like something you guys would have gone for uh yeah man we pulled out all the stops um because you you're a very creative person uh yeah. so so it feels like you it would be up your alley to find more creative ways of of uh yep. getting your music out there and making it financially viable for you to keep putting it out there it's funny because I was going through my Instagrams the other day and I own like all these Instagram, you know how Instagram, you can't have links. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had created and got the domains for like at click here for the link. Oh. I own that and you click on it and it brings you to like a page where the link is at. Cause you get one link per user. So mm -hmm. I have like click here for the link or on dot Spotify. I also own and it's, it's traveler. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, all the creative ways, whether it's like, you know, I made a Tinder band profile and, <laughs> and I swiped in all the counties that we were going to and like was selling tickets. I booked photographers on there. Mm -hmm. um, so this would have not been beyond the, the realm of possibility for something that we would have done. That's awesome, sure. dude. Yeah. Very, very creative. That's very creative. I was, mm -hmm. I like to say I was on Tinder with the band before. Was it, I think it was Jason Derulo also did that. Did or he? Somebody else, but mm -hmm. Yeah. You're basically pioneering the yeah. way for NFT's music yeah. to be a thing. Favorite Jason Derulo song? I, I don't know the name of it, but I, oh yeah, Want to Want Me, I think. Okay. Oh. I was just curious. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is not a cover, but it's, uh, yeah, oh, very close to something else. Yes. Um, Billie Eilish. Ugh. I like she's her back music. In the, she's Ugh. back in the news. Uh so a while ago we covered Billie Eilish uh, stopped a show mid performance to help a uh, a fan who was having I believe it was an asthma attack right mm -hmm. uh, and got her I'm not sure if it was her the person's inhaler or another no it's uh, she had it's, her own inhaler mm -hmm. right so she spread COVID to so, this person <laughs> oh I, I didn't even think about that. no it's an extra one that she just has like on hand just in case an emergency oh okay maybe it was some of that super meth from the my Superman god maybe. Uh, in Superman and Lois, they've got like kryptonite meth that they take that mm -hmm. Jonathan's taking with an inhaler. But this besides the point. So, it's, so she she this happens with the fan, right? Yeah. Uh, and then there was the controversy where Kanye West says apologize to Travis Scott because after she gave the fan the inhaler, she goes, "I stopped to make sure my fans are okay at my shows." And then everyone's like, we know what you're referring to there. But did she say his name? No, she no. did not say his name. But you do not need to have everything spelled out. Why would you say that otherwise? Yeah. So Billie Eilish stops another gig to check on the safety of her fans. 
So Billie Eilish has again halted one of her concerts to check on the safety of her audience. The 20-year-old singer was performing at Madison Square Garden in New York City over the weekend when she urged the crowd to sit down if they needed to and take a moment to compose themselves. I'm thinking back to like 80s rockers who were just like, rock out, you know, go nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. And now they're like, or just hey, any just rock. Calm down. It's going to be fine. It's, it's going to be fine. It's bizarre. You know, so it says uh, the kind of music video she puts out. But. Uh, so it says in the footage shared by TMZ, she said, "If you want to sit down, you're allowed. Go ahead and sit down and take a breath." Were they? Is there a place where you're not allowed to do that? Any concert that I've ever been to, not allowed to. Typically, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Okay, so she's she's breaking the mold here. Oh my goodness! No, she she could, doing, she could be preparing for the old folks' home performances. Possibly someday or she could be putting people in danger. Yes. So uh, I would never recommend someone sit down in the middle of a mosh pit. Oh, so you actually take the opposite point. So uh, I don't know if yeah. they're I don't know if they're moshing at Billie Eilish Probably concerts, not. but I don't know what they're doing. Well, if you doing? see some of her concerts, it kind of looks like she's ready to make everybody do a mosh pit. What do they do at a Billie Eilish concert? They uh, watch anime. And um, I don't know. Stand there, like, uh, I don't know. Like, my friend has very strong views about Billie Eilish, which he's, are he's like, I don't like it that she uses auto tune. Like, her voice naturally is pretty, but she rather she rather do a robotic voice. So. Yeah, but I'm guessing like when you're performing, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, which I kind of learned through helping a friend uh, when I was filming, helping him with a music uh, a music video, was that. Performing a song and performing a song while dancing are not the same thing. No, nope. I would like to clear up something about auto tune too. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a difference between being a shit singer and using auto tune to correct your correct voice. Yourself. There's also a difference between like if the song calls for a robotic sounding vibe, and yeah. that like, might just be her style. Dude, you can use auto tune. It is her if you're style. a good singer. One of my favorite uh, bands yeah. of all time is a group called Polisa, Policia, or Polica, as I always used to say. It's a Minnesota band, and the lead artist uses a vocoder on every song, but it's the style of song. It's, yeah, it's supposed to have an electronic, ethereal tone. Yeah. to her voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense. I think it's stupid to criticize someone for using pitch correction i don't know like he also really suck but you he, can hear it he really loves coldplay and 21 pilots okay oh. so his opinion is less than credible with i the- guarantee you they both use pitch correction in mm-hmm. their records <laughs> yeah but yeah he's like a huge fan of coldplay but for me i'm like billy eilish really like what? people yeah. like her she's pretty and all but i just don't like her that much i just could, nah, she, could she get rid of the green any other color man i think she did she's a blonde okay. now okay. i don't really have any opinions on billy eilish I, it says uh so but the point is originally mm-hmm. was that she made she threw the the shade at travis scott because of what happened at astroworld yeah. and now uh it says this incident comes after billy stopped her show at the state farm arena in atlanta uh, earlier this month when she spotted an audience member struggling to breathe and appealed to her crew to get her an inhaler for the female fan. After the audience member was helped and Billy resumed the show, she said, I wait for people to be okay until I keep going. Mm-hmm. It, it's If it's not a shout at Travis Scott, uh, shout at Travis Scott, it's just a what? A weird like shower me with praise? Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely a dig at Travis Scott, I would say. Thank you. Uh, it says, the remark was seen as a diss uh, at Travis, who continued to performing at Astroworld in November when people were being crushed in a crowd surge that left hundreds injured and 10 people dead. One of the first things we covered here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I looked more into that since then, and it seems like he actually encouraged that. Yep. And so, was like ceremoniously, you know. 
And he had a history of being Singing very, while yes. people were being carried out. It yeah. was mm-hmm. so weird. After her comments, Kanye West threatened to pull out of this year's Coachella Festival. Kanye is everywhere, man. We love him. He knows how to stand. We have, we have, I have a strong, uh, a strong affection. Oh, I for thought you were going to buy us a STEM player. Uh, I, you know, she asked like nine times for me to buy her STEM player. I said, no. Buy Ask, me the STEM player or buy Dane the STEM player. Buy yourself a STEM player. Buy and you can an review a ST of a STEM player. Yes. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> this is, but it might exist. This is after her comments, Kanye West starting to pull out of this year's Coachella Festival where they're booked as where they're both booked as headliners. She didn't apologize to Travis Scott. Uh, oh, he said that if she didn't apologize to Travis for the apparent swipe. He fumed on Instagram. Come on, Billy. We all love you, but please apologize to Trav and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one is intended to happen. Okay, yeah. So he's defending Travis was here so the first thing that i thought of because she stopped another show where this happens right eventually we all know that fans are weird Mm -hmm. and fans are going to start faking illnesses to get her attention yeah and i buy i don't doubt for a second that that will happen fans are weird it's kind of the first thing i thought of actually Mm it's like i mean Technically, nobody is okay there. I mean, they're all going to have little problems that, you know. Yes. So somebody could theoretically be like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's they, they're just certain that they are Billie Eilish's biggest fan. And every they've gone to every uh, performance she's ever had at, in their local, at their local arena. And every time she waves and Billie just never seems to notice how many inhalers she's she's busy she's busy she's she's performing for tens of thousands of people she's busy she can't look at you all the time Mm -hmm. but now they're like but if i have a seizure if i fake a seizure or if i pretend like i can't now i'm not saying that that's what this happened for all we know it could have been scripted in any way it could be a promotional thing like it says i i just can absolutely see somebody being like uh i'm gonna get my moment with like one of the weirdest things in the world to me is people who make like weird like fan accounts for mm-hmm. celebrities. Yeah. Billy fan four four two four four. Yeah. Like the, there's even like I, I've talked to Miracle a lot about like I have like a weird like in thing with I love like competitive gymnastics on Instagram. I love watching people like do com- like college gymnastics teams. And there's this girl who's like, she's on that show Cheer on Netflix. Her name's yeah. Gabby Butler, and she's extremely popular now. She's got like over 2 million followers on Instagram. But there's like an act, a, a, like a person that always comments on her videos named Gabby Activist. And just imagine you're just a college gymnast who happened to be on like a Netflix show for a couple of seasons, and you've got people making like stan accounts for mm-hmm. you. So, like, imagine now you're at Billie Eilish's level of fame uh, and the type of uh, stuff you're going to read for there. That is weird. Yeah. Have you ever, like, do you have people who, like, uh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many? Yeah. Like, who? I mean. Give me a story. Yeah, give us a story, Carter. Well, I, I don't <laughs> want to speak ill of anybody. Yeah. Well, no, that's but I definitely had lots of fans, like, that really, really wanted to get either my or our attention of yeah. Traveler and, mm-hmm. you know, just just messages and stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually found it kind of flattering, you know, one dude covered one of our songs for his talent show. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, I think, wanted to make like some kind of report. <clears throat> it was all good press. There was nothing too crazy. Uh, we used to get lots of fan art. I actually really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm saying fans. That's a part of the yeah. of, of online culture right. and celebrity. The celebrity ecosystem is that you have your fans, and then you have your super fans. Yeah. And what I think that this behavior encourages is that somebody could fake something to get the attention of Billie Eilish. Well, yep. not so far. Like we work for Tim Pool, who is a a well known political commentator on YouTuber. You YouTuber on I don't know who that is <laughs> on YouTube, and he does like Timcast, and like sometimes like there are certain emails that say. I'm a big fan of yours and I have something for you. Can you send me your email? Or like, I want to meet you and like, I'm like nearby where you guys are. I want to meet you. That, we that said, is kind of creepy. I've can, seen that. Yeah. Like there's one that Carter got his first hate mail when he first started. I remember here. that. That was like the best moment. Tell us about that, Carter. I don't know how much I should tell. We shouldn't. Fair enough. Well, it's like he's a good fan now. Oh, good. Yeah, like he's a good fan now. Like after when I apologized to him, I was like, "I'm sorry that you like we already fill up the role, but maybe yeah. they might look at it." I and- mean, hey, dude, I get it. Mm-hmm. I I'm- will. I will say here that I do take Billie Eilish's uh, side. It says, "But Billie insists that she has nothing to apologize for. Never apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they don't want apologies. They want compliance." Yeah. Uh, so you, I, 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 though I do think you took a shot at Travis. That is your yeah, she right. Was wrong, but now she's right. Uh, I'm saying that I don't think she should apologize for no. it. If it's what she believes, that's that's fine. That's, I kind of feel uh, like Kanye instigated all this. Yes, yes. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm not saying that what she did, I still think what she did was kind of stupid, but I don't think she should apologize for that. She did something that was, I don't think the- She's she, certainly not going to apologize now that she's been asked to. Yes. Uh, <laughs> by well, Kanye. Nobody wants to apologize when somebody demands that you do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, degrading. It's mm-hmm. almost like Kanye did, just didn't want to play this show. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do Coachella. Four DHS. He's like, can I just? Yeah. Who can I pick a fight with today? He's like, can we do the hologram thing like you did for Tupac that one year? Can we just do me and hologram? That'd be. Oh, I'll man. do the show beforehand from a green screen room. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, imagine I think the people that. there would rather see the actual person since he's actually alive. No, but, no, but imagine now. that. Like, that's his new like controversy. Like after like the stem player, he does a hologram of himself for Coachella. Uh, he shows up in your bedroom and does a personal performance for you via hologram. Oh, God. Oh, no, like, um, you remember the Simpsons episode where they got a hologram of Tupac, like, inviting Marge and Homer to uh, Marty Smith's uh, wedding? And it's like, is it? Yeah, I think it's like Tupac, and he's like, yeah, come to the wedding. Come to the wedding. Well, that makes sense for Tupac to be a hologram because mm-hmm. Tupac is no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, just like I know. Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. He was one of the first I feel holograms. like Kanye would do that. It would get people, like, clicking. We love Kanye. If here. there was one alive person to be a hologram, it would be him. Mm-hmm. But the the general point that I was making is that I think that this behavior encourages people, uh, fans, uh, super fans, to yeah. perhaps uh, fake something. And then imagine like you go to a performance and like nine people are suddenly without inhalers and they have to stop the show every five yeah. seconds. See, oh. If you if you start doing something like that mm-hmm. and then you don't, and then she'll be everybody. judged. And then exactly. She'll, yes. It's like, well, Wait. why didn't you care about us if you care about that person? Well, it's like the whole mouse or cookie thing, you know. Also, the hologram thing. I just realized that is not far fetched because you remember Vocaloid. Oh no! Hatsune Miku from Japan. No. Um, it's from Japan. He was kidding. Okay. Well, I'm talking to you now. Oh, I don't. No, I have no idea. Oh, who okay. Those people are. Okay, so Hatsune Miku. She's a part of this like thing, um, in Japan. Hatsune Miku. 
No, I wish. But um, basically, she's a part of this thing that's called Vocaloid. And they're, you don't see the singer because they're holograms of these characters. So Hatsune Miku, she's like the number one one. She's the face of it. And like she was like hot for like mid 2000s. As hot as a, a hologram can be. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then they have different variations. Like they started in the US. So the US one, they have their own special one. I forgot what her name is. And then they have one in China. I think they're trying to expand more because like it lost popularity like throughout the years, but they're regaining because like um, I think like two years ago, she had a 20th anniversary really yeah they've been doing holograms for 20 years or i can be stretching out the numbers 10 years maybe even so mm -hmm. but yeah it's just weird it's not far-fetched you can do a hologram i oh, think yeah, kanye I should it would be cool to him to do a performance where he performs with himself Oh, that would be yeah. right on brand with Kanye, dude. Yeah, He's like, he could sing his he, own harmonies. He, he does his own har the, the hologram no. performs the harmony. It's like, we're not using these in-ears anymore. Because oh, my God. League of Legends did that. They did that. You know the um, um, KDA, uh, KDA, that K-pop group that they made for League of Legends? Like, the actual singers for the characters were singing with their characters there on stage. It's possible. Wow. We can do it. We have the technology. We have the technology. Do it. Miracle of Steve Austin. Six million dollar man. Yep. Oh man. Gen X music. Six million dollar man. Next we're going to find out she just goes home and watches reruns of Magnum P.I. The original Magnum <laughs> P.I. Which is still the greatest meme uh, of ever, of all time that I get every time. I, I repost it like once a month where Tom Selleck is, is walking by a nurse or a nurse, a, a nun while she's like fixing something on a church. He goes, nuns don't work on Sunday. And then he turns and shoots the nun off the ladder. Uh -huh. it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's okay. I'm rewatching Chuck anyway. Ah, oh, gosh. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I Maybe love it. When Zachary Levi was like still like that skinny nerd physique. He was, yes, he was very he was very skinny in that show. Mm -hmm. uh, if you've never seen Chuck, I give you the strongest recommendation you could ever be given to something. What is it? It's a show uh, it's a from 2007. Show. It's it's like a, it's almost parody level spy. It's like comedy. Uh, it's a comedy drama starring Zachary Levi, Yvonne Strahovski, uh, Adam Baldwin, and Joshua Gomez. And it is hilarious and oddly prophetic in a lot of the stuff. Uh, it, it comments on geek culture. It comments mm -hmm. on uh, on the political climate at the time. There's some fantastic Adam Baldwin uh, stuff that you would love. Like every time he's like a he's an he's an NSA agent who used to be a member a military guy, mm -hmm. and every time he leaves the house, he salutes a picture of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's so great. Like, um, I remember like legit in the first episode, I forgot Call of Duty came out the same time this show did. Ooh, so like basically it was a big part of the show. Like they're because yeah. they work in a place called Bymore, which <laughs> is supposed to be Best Buy. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's it's incredible. Uh, but okay. It's like legit funny because the first episode, like the girls are like swarming around him and they're like, why do you have band-aids around your fingers? And he's like. Um, they're like, were you like tinkering with some stuff? Like, I heard that you're an engineer. And he was like, no, I was playing Call of Duty all night. And there's like a new like uh, function where it doesn't work that well. One of the uh, earliest or one of the early performances from a, a younger Matt Bomer who went on to star in White Collar mm -hmm. and uh, a bunch of other very, very good stuff. Yeah, Matt, Matt I Bomer's love his fantastic. Um, uh, I, I give it the highest recommendation. Doesn't have anything to do with Billie Eilish, but we're going to move on. No, it's a better thing than Billie Eilish. Uh, I'll say that. That is a, 
Uh, all of Miracle's opinions are that are, are that of her own, and everybody here is... Uh, Boo, understood. Billy! Okay, well, it is what it's it okay. is. It's okay. Like, I want... Um, my fake name is Bobby Eyebrow. <laughs> Bobby Eyebrowish. Okay, yeah. we're going to Podluck. Podluck. We need a Podluck. song. We need a, we need a song that plays there. Carter, you got Pod it. Podluck. Okay, Podluck. so... Mm, Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. let's get weird. Uh, he kind of looks like he's not tall enough to be Weird Al. The uh, is he? Like I, I don't think he's tall enough well, to no, be Weird. He's not. For one, no, but he's also like I can't, I can't not see him as Harry Potter. I will say, like to be an actor, everyone thinks about that acting's easy, but imagine being like in between takes and having to have serious discussions while wearing this outfit that he's wearing here. Yeah. Um, so for the people who are listening and not watching, mm -hmm. this is an article from TMZ that shows the first images of Daniel Radcliffe dressed up as Weird Al Yankovic in the upcoming Weird Al Yankovic documentary that he will be starring as. It says, here's Radcliffe getting a very much into character as Weird Al Yankovic and Yankovic's in the picture with him, uh, clearly giving him some direction on how to be more like him. I will absolutely watch this documentary. Talking to... Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's a documentary. It's a movie. It's a movie. Oh. It's a movie, not a documentary. But it's, it's based off of a trailer from an old um, um, uh, Funny or Die video where they make a fake, uh, a parody movie trailer about Weird Al Yankovic that's not actually about his life. We'll watch it off air. Uh, okay. I, I should have sent that to you, but it's not really important. I just thought these pictures of him are great. Yeah. Daniel's going all in on the weird look for an upcoming biopic on the parody singer. As you can see, he's rocking a mustache, a huge afro wig, checkerboard bands, and a Hawaiian shirt, and some round wire rim, wire rim glasses. Uh, all, Al is keeping a watchful eye from the sidelines as Daniel uh, filmed some scenes on Monday in Los Angeles for Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. Uh, there's a great line that he has that Weird Al Yankovic made where he goes, I made a promise to my fans after UHF that I would release a, a new movie once every 33 years, and I'm about to honor that promise. <laughs> and between Al and Daniel, ch they chopped it up on set. There's a great <clears throat> So I do want to ask, I apologize for the cough, uh, if you could hear one Weird Al song um, put into this movie, what would it be? It doesn't have to be a parody. It can be an original work, too. Um, you know, this is going to be embarrassing for me, but I only really know one, which is, and it's that one where it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's like Lola or something like that, but it's like soda. No, oh, you don't know Amish paradise. Oh, I do know that. Okay. I just forgot. What forgot. about I, I fat? Would love to hear yeah. I'm fat. fat. Yeah. I'm fat. It's supposed to be a uh, bad from, yeah. uh, from Michael Jackson. A song, oh, yes. Uh, I've heard that one too. Dude, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank here. <laughs> Other personal eat favorites it. are yeah, eat it, uh, eat it uh, mm -hmm. stuck in a closet with Vanna white. <laughs> um, my personal favorite is party in the CIA, uh, which is a party in the USA mm -hmm. riff. Also, um, he's kind of active. He, no, he's got so many albums. Mm -hmm. Uh, miracle. Do you have a favorite? I like, uh, fat a lot. It, it was also uh, uh, smells like Nirvana. Yeah, where the song's literally about how no one can understand what the hell Kurt Cobain was saying in the song "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Yeah. and it was Kurt Cobain was like said that he truly knew that they had made it as a band when uh, Weird Al covered him, and then when Kurt like talked to him about the song, he's like, "Cause nobody can understand." He's like, "Why did you make the song like this?" Like, "Cause nobody can understand what you're saying, man." Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he got like a lot of the same extras from smells like teen spirit oh, to be so in the great. video. Yeah. See the, it was considered an on it, it's considered an honor to be covered by, or to be parodied by weird Al. I, it on the bucket list. For mm -hmm. myself. All about the Pentiums. 
which is like all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Um, wow. I want him to do a collaboration with that comedian, um, Bo, Bo Burnham. Yeah, because Bo Burnham, his song, Welcome to the Internet, it's the no. best thing ever. And somebody did a parody that says, Welcome to Anime. And they're like, <laughs> there's like a weird line to it that I can't repeat on YouTube, but it's like legit funny. Weird Al is, uh, Weird Al is a national treasure. Uh, yeah. Bo Burnham is on his way up, mm-hmm. uh, but Weird Al is literally a living legend um, in, in the world. Oh so, damn, he's sixty-two. Oh yeah, he's he's I th- he's been around for a long time. Oh, I'm talking like the first, the one I I mentioned, stuck in a closet with Vanna mm-hmm. White, uh, fat, both on I had on a mini and a very yellowing tape cassette. Yeah, he's been <laughs> active since like the eighties, yeah, uh, the the early eighties. Yeah. Uh, when I, when I sit around the house, I really sit around the house. That's how. Lo- I'll, old that joke was that's so Um, great it's incredible so uh, did you see this article Uh, uh, we'll keep an eye out for this movie Uh, i don't know how well radcliffe will do but it'll be fun to watch i would like to see it anyway well and i'm going to show you the trailer from the old like the the parody it's literally a fake trailer about a a parody trailer about things that didn't happen in his life like they give him like an alcohol addiction that he never had yeah and uh and and, like a romance with madonna that was never real yeah they got to create problems for somebody so because he's just too good of a dude yeah (laughs) Yeah. his life is too boring because he's been too much of a good guy Mm -hmm. so it's maybe daniel radcliffe will pull it off he could i mean he kind of looks like the outfit's on point like he kind of looks like a skinnier bob ross with glasses oh man oh man he kind of does <laughs> blew your mind right like, we're gonna take this movie in a different direction actually. <laughs> we should do that it's actually bob ross movie they, hey they could do that that'd be cool uh did you see his daft punk stream uh no. Okay. They're helmetless. Uh, uh it's a so Daft Punk to host one time only stream of 1997 helmetless show. That's crazy. So it says duo uh duo also celebrating 25th anniversary of homework wa- with a deluxe edition uh featuring 15 remixes nine of which previously weren't on streaming services. So it's amazing how a year after a band breaks up they can still be that active. I think they met on Craigslist, right? Wait, I think what? I think I know about them and I'm pr- you can sh- Fact check me on that for sure, but I think I heard that about them. I'm fact checking. Okay. Daft Punk will celebrate 25 years of their debut album, Homework, by releasing a deluxe edition this album and hosting a one-time-only live stream of a 1997 concert. Both the deluxe edition and the live stream will drop today, so this is from a couple days ago, 2.22.22, and fittingly at 2.22 p.m. Man, everybody was jumping on it. Oh. That's the less numerically pleasing time of 5.22 p.m. East Coast. <laughs> the live stream will take place on Twitch, on Twitch, where Daft Punk will share footage from their December 12th, 1997 show at the Mayan Theater in Los Angeles. The gig came at the tail end of the duo's uh, Defendic uh, Daft and Dyer Derek tour. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, it was a world tour in support of homework with uh, Guy Manuel uh, de Hamam uh, Christo and uh, <clears throat> Thomas Bangla Bengalter uh, playing the entire set without their signature heads helmets. So they did the whole performance without the, the helmets that became the entirety of their, not their characters, but it became such a huge part of how they were marketed. Mm. So uh, I just thought that that was crazy. And I'm sure like, the funny thing is when they did this, they had to know that it would not be the last time people would see it because it was going to get screen captured and shown and shown around mm-hmm. so i just thought that that was a very cool story as something like as a musician uh 25 years after you made your debut you can still find new ways to market your material 
Yeah. Interesting. Miracle, did they meet on Craigslist? No, they said the the two, they met each other in person in Paris in 1980. Uh, how? So, what, what were they doing? Does it say how? Um, On the grounds of their liege. Um, the two became great, uh, great fan, fans. Friends? I can't, friends. I can't read right friends? now. Friends? <laughs> Later recorded a demo track with others from the school. So basically they met at a school. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It was another similar band, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe it wasn't But that. there is a... There's a Craigslist like listing that says who doesn't like Daft Punk. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so Perfect. maybe it might be that that you're talking no, no, about. No, no, I I remember there was two guys um that met on Craigslist that later became like huge and I forgot uh I thought it was Daft mm-hmm. Punk, but it was in a sim- similar genre. Bands that met on Craigslist. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> now we're searching this up. But yeah, that's really cool that they're doing that for their fans like being helmetless. Five yeah. bands that got together on Craigslist. Boop, boop, boops. I don't know what the hell that was that Miracle just did, but okay. <laughs> Half Moon Run, Capital Cities, the Lu- oh, the Lumineers are... F- oh, the Killers. Uh, the Killers really? are fairly famous, and so are uh, the Lumineers. I love Capital Cities. I like that one song, Safe and Sound, that they did. That okay. was really good. Cool. Hmm. Okay. Well, it wasn't any of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I got one more article that I want to cover because this one made me sad, Miracle. Uh, Jason Statham's Operation Fortune, Rose de Guerre, is removed from the release schedule. Uh, I was looking forward to this one Mm -hmm. a lot next month. Uh, Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie's Operation Fortune uh, was due to hit theaters next month. It seems that fans of Jason's The Stath Statham, nobody actually calls him The Stath, do they? I've never actually heard anyone refer to him as The Stath. We'll be waiting a little while longer for his and director Guy Ritchie's superbly titled action comedy Operation Fortune uh, as the project has been mysteriously removed from the release schedule. uh, Revealed via STX Films' official website for the movie, Operation Fortune was due to hit theaters in, in January before being moved to March 18th. Now, though the release date for Operation Fortune, they keep like writing out the whole thing. I'm just giving the half version of it. it says has been taken away entirely with the movie listed as unset and coming soon. <coughs> My guess is the second part of this article is right in that they don't want to take on the Batman, which I'm guessing will dominate most of March. Because uh, that comes out on March 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reasons for the removal are unknown, but it is possible that the studio has decided that not even the Stath can take on the Batman. Uh, with director Matt Reeves and star Robert Pattinson's take on the DC icon set to be released on March 4th, and with the movie expected to dominate the box office, it stands to reason that STX Films has decided to unleash Operation Fortune after the imminent reign of the Batman. Uh, at present time, there are no other big blockbusters scheduled for release on the big screen in the month of March other than the Batman, The Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock. I don't know anyone that's going to see that. Uh though maybe I'm wrong, uh, and Channing Tatum being the next star-studded uh, release towards the end of the month, uh, that, but that's not till March 25th. So, so, so it seems that Guy Ritchie and Statham uh, attempting to stare down the Batman, and they blinked. Makes me very sad. It does have Aubrey Plaza in it, though, which is good. Who's Ar- um, Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, actress. She's good. Uh, is she the one in the photo, like the one wearing all red? Uh, she's right there wearing brown uh, in the photo up there. Yeah, yeah that's her. Okay. She she had a really good mini. Uh, it's not like what she's known for, but she had a really good uh, run uh, for a couple of episodes on Criminal Minds that I liked a lot. But she, I think she's better known for uh, um, Orange is the New Black. Oh, really? I think. Um, I could be misremembering that one. But it's okay, Brett. No. At least we're still getting this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something else we'll watch in there, too. Mm-hmm. 
because definitely we're going to watch the Batman. Are you going to watch it with us, Carter? Sure. I'm sure he's going to come. Okay, it wasn't uh, Orange is the New Black. What was I thinking of that I was that I recognized her from? Wasn't she a part of Parks and Rec? Okay, that's that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I was I, I knew I had uh, I was like it's one of those there. She was in Legend of Korra. Oh really? Um, Who was her character? Uh, let's see if it was important or not. Uh, I just saw it down there. I, I'm not sure if she. Uh, did anybody ever see the TV series NTSFSDSVU? No. As uh, SUV, it's like a play on all the police procedurals. It's comedy. It's really really funny. Yeah, it's. Uh, she she did like some co- like some. Oh yeah, the college. She was like Daria in like the college humor mm-hmm. uh, thing for Daria. She she's one of those actresses. She's got a really unique look. But um, the Legend of Korra, she was Eska. I don't remember who Eska is. Twelve episodes. Um, so, but m- I think most people would recognize her from Parks and Rec. So that's uh, that was who she was there. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out before we call it quits for the day that uh, they did announce that the Netflix uh, Marvel shows are going to be moved to Disney Plus in March. The Daredevil. Oh, really? But uh, what's funny about that is literally they were so synonymous with Netflix that they're literally called Netflix Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. So now people are going to be calling them, oh, all the Netflix Marvel shows that are over on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It is what it's. It's. Uh, I. I really think they would have been better off putting those on Hulu, but they want to. They're. They're keeping everything uh, Marvel uh, under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Uh... I don't know. Life is draining quickly. No, it is not. Life is fantastic. Life is like an airplane. Uh, life is what you make it. That's what people tell me. No, you didn't get so, that reference. I didn't did get you? it. It's from DuckTales. Uh, that's why I didn't get it, because I haven't watched modern DuckTales. And mm. I haven't watched old DuckTales in a long, long, long time. Well, yeah. it, okay, whatever. It used to be on in the morning. Okay, I got a car- uh, question before we go, Carter. If you could score the music for one show, what would it be? Show. Or movie. Or movie. Um, definitely something, dude, I've always wanted to make a horror movie. Okay. So probably a horror show. There you go. Or a horror Ooh. Movie. I think that works better as a movie. Yeah. Or yeah. a movie. So what was the question again? I asked him if he could score the, do the score for a, a movie or a TV show. What kind of, what would it be? A horror, horror movie? movie? That would yeah. be cool. Which is great. Cause this is a nice segue into like, I'm working on the new inverted world song right now. Um, which I know. I new heard. Inverted world no. So before before we go, why don't you tell everybody what you're working on? Like not just that, but everything you got work going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, legitimately, just finished most of the production on Tim's new song, uh, "Bright Eyes," which we, as of this morning, are scheduled to record the final vocals in uh, my studio on Sunday morning. Um, inverted world. New season two coming out. Uh, I've got a new song for that. And when, by the time you see this video, you'll be able to listen and stream and purchase the old one on all platforms that are doing that. Um, iTunes, Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, as well as a retro version of Will of the People that I put together uh, for Tim's nice. Will of the People song. And this is all going to be under TimCast. Excellent, dude. Uh, why don't you, uh, and also, why don't you tell everyone your social media so they oh, can yeah, be able yeah, to yeah. find you? You could uh, you could find me at um, Instagram on uh, yeah, on Instagram at Carter Banks four L, like for life, uh, or you could just type in Carter Banks and I'm not the one, I'm not the Family Guy character, but I'm under him. Okay, one day I'll be above him. <laughs> Carter Banks, yeah. Miracle. Yes. Where can they find you? I don't have social media because it rots your brain. And thank you for dropping 
uh, a link for Inverted World. I did get a couple of fans asking about that. Oh, cool. Actually, I have another a funny story that will fit right into your genre, and that is I have a friend. Uh, uh, we don't talk much anymore. Her name's Jeff Howard, J-E-P-H, and his whole goal was to be more famous than Jeff Howard from uh, The Used. I remember you uh, telling me about and, this. Yes, yes, and he does, like, if you look up Jeff Howard on YouTube, his, stu- his skating stuff comes up before Jeff Howard of The Used, so... That's... Tell him congrats for me. He's he's Next he's succeeded. He's yeah, succeeded. No, that's great. <laughs> Sucks to be them with yeah. names that sound like other people. I mean, commonly named. No offense. That common. sentence was rough, Miracle. Yeah. It was. You all right? I, I don't know. Right now. <laughs> you okay? We're, we're done. Okay. We love Carter. We do love Carter, guys. I love you guys. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. For the show, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave comments. We appreciate all that stuff. After that, you go into the description box. It will give you a link to the Spotify playlist. That is the best way to watch a show is the full unabridged version start to finish. But you don't just have to find it there. If you don't use Spotify, we are also on Apple Music, Amazon, or on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. We are also on Pandora. And on social media, you can find us on Twitter at popculture underscore show. And you can make Dane very, very, very happy by following us on Facebook and on TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis. And we'll be back with another episode on Monday. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.